BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, next month, it marks the official opening of the first physical location of Ethos Labs here in Vancouver's Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Now, Ethos Labs is known for kind of creating a lot of those opportunity for use with a specific focus on underrepresented groups such as young Black people and girls. And it's seeking to give more access to technology and mentorship opportunities within STEAM education. And STEAM, for those that might not know, or we're talking about, you know, that acronym there, that uh, clever acronym, you know, for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And our guest today to talk all about that is, in fact, the founder of Ethos Labs. It is one Antonia Agundule. Antonia, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you're here, obviously, to talk to us about kind of the, the significance of uh, transitioning from being kind of a more of a virtual driven initiative to have kind of a, a physical space here. And tell me a little bit about why this makes it such kind of an important kind of a milestone for your organization moving forward. It's really interesting that you say that, um, because when we started the conceptualization of Ethos Lab, it was, um, it has always been resolutely a desire to be hybrid. Um, and so we launched um, physically um, just before the pandemic with a couple of workshops, but then the pandemic hit and and really transitioned us and accelerated us into um, a virtual offering for young people. Um, so really what we're, what's happening right now is that we're able to kind of close the loop and, and come back to the physical to then be able to create um, that hybrid experience that we were hoping to do in the first place. So you folks, you will be celebrating uh, June 18th with a, a block party. And oh, yeah. I, <laughs> tell me, uh, what can people expect, uh, you know, showing up and, and learning more uh, about Ethos for uh, maybe the first time ever? Yeah, well, I mean, Ethos Lab isn't just about, um, you know, delivering after school workshops to young people. It's about building a community um, and really bringing community to, to the culture of innovation within STEAM. And so with a block party, it really is an opportunity for us to celebrate, to connect, and also to create together. Um, and so people can expect music, they can expect food, and also a number of uh, workshops with partners and Ethos Lab staff. Um, so kids can begin to experiment and play uh, within the areas and, and scope of what we've been delivering over the last number of months. Uh, or sorry, last number of years, and uh, and begin to sample kind of what we are going to be doing going forward. So if we're talking about STEAM, you know, opportunities, you know, what, what are kinds of the, the workshops that uh, people can expect to experience? And, and how might things differ a little bit from the virtual offerings that were going on over the last two years versus, you know, just being able to uh, be surrounded by uh, human beings, which I, I think is just natural <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, no, it just allows more for a kind of those tactile experiences. But for example, last year, we had an urban ecology workshop where, um, you know, we got out into nature, um, but each of the kids had a package and were able to build automatic plant waterers at home while we were engaging online. Um, and then a lot of our programming really did focus on world building, 3D modeling, um, and, and again, other programming that would be around, you know, graphic design or media development. Um, and so now with the in-person, you know, the young people are going to be able to fully be able to play with whether it be 3D printers, whether it be actually accessing v a, uh, VR tools, um, to also the ability to just access you know, high performance computers at all. Um, and so we were really um, 
uh, blessed with the opportunity to receive some uh, gaming laptops from Microsoft. So within the digital experience, we would drop off laptops to kids. Well, now there's a central hub that if a young person wants to be able to, again, develop video games or do some really uh, powerful rendering, uh, we now have we have the tools in house that they're able to come and access as well as a central location. You know, I, I cover the technology beat here at Business in Vancouver newspaper, and one of the things I've been writing about for years, and there's the data to back it up, is that the uh, the tech sector here in Vancouver and, and BC, it doesn't necessarily reflect what BC and what Vancouver looks like demographically, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's a problem for the tech sector. But tell me what happens if uh, we don't make you know th- these big parts of the economy more reflective of what society is as a whole. Yeah, I mean, with Ethos, I were really focused on, you know, really leaning into emerging technologies, right? So, for example, one of the big pieces is, you know, these now digital worlds um, and digital experiences around even avatars. And for myself as a parent uh, to a 15-year-old, um, a 15-year-old Black girl, I was like, she actually isn't reflective in the techno in the technology as it is, you know. When we think about um, the creation of of avatars and hair textures, um, it just is not possible with the way algorithms are created to to truly reflect um, uh, the black identity. Um, and and so I think it's really important um, to not only take into consideration ra- racial and ethnic backgrounds, also considering gender and gender spectrums into how we create. And so I think the risk is if we don't start building this inclusion um, right in the K to 12 range, we're really focused on teens 12 to 18. Um, we're actually looking at building a, a less inclusive future. And uh, and so with Ethos Lab, we really want to be able to buck that trend and, and stop kind of doing what we've been doing um, over the last number of years. Um, I know that there's been a, a push around inclusion in many corporate spaces, um, but what we do see at the 12 to 18 or the K to 12 space is that kids are still streamed based on income, uh, and class, again, based on race, based on gender, um, that we really need to address it right at the beginning um, before the kids even enter into university. You know, part of the reason you guys are able to move into this new permanent home is you guys are within kind of a specific uh, building. I, I believe you know it's uh, owned by the city of Vancouver. And I'm wondering, though, is do you get the sense just over the last you know few years that there is more of an effort to do less talk you know, less signaling about uh, kind of the, the good things that we should do and that there's more action going on to address some of these issues, especially when it comes to making sure that uh, we can have you know, better representation, especially getting, you know, a lot of youth into these kinds of things. Yeah, I think that there is a lot of action happening um, in particular in kind of the workforce age um, range. So, for example, you know, if you're in the workplace and you're, uh, you know, perhaps between 20 and 35 um, there's a lot happening within organizations from diversity initiatives to um, investing in, um, again, uh, ERG groups, uh, as well as you know, evaluating uh, the way technology is built from an inclusive design perspective. But the K-12 to uh, range um, still remains uh, quite uh, segregated in its ability to do that. 
to be able to bring that level of inclusion. And so it's amazing. You have people, you have Science World that's been doing it for years on bringing uh, girls to STEAM, um, UBC gearing up as well. Um, you know, you have Black Boys Code that's been bringing um, coding to, to Black youth. And so there have been all of these different initiatives. And I think um, in partnering with values-aligned organizations, kind of bringing it all together, Ethos Lab is really looking at creating that ecosystem that moves everybody um, together forward. I'm curious, you mentioned uh, your own daughter and uh, her experience uh, with uh, this sort of stuff, but uh, what, what has your experience been like over the last two years uh, working with a lot of these young people uh, just virtually and just kind of uh, maybe <laughs> have you been able to learn from them uh, to a certain degree as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it comes down to um, just being able to feed a curiosity, introducing new things to to these kids. And again, um, while we do a lot of uh, different workshops, uh, we really look at socials um, and opportunities for connection with families, um, you know, playing basketball, like really just those um, uh, social uh more confidence building spaces to allow for a young person to be able to contemplate taking risk within those um, more technically challenged uh, areas. So um, it's been really, it's been really great to just try a whole bunch of new things with the Ethosians. I like that. Uh, the Ethosians, uh, it sounds uh, very classical <laughs> in its uh, nomenclature there. Um, look, if, if people are interested, you know, how can they either support what you guys are doing or or how can you know young people get involved right now? Oh, absolutely. Well, first off, come on out to the block party happening on June the 18th. Um, but really, you can go to our website at www.ethoslab.ca. We have a number of amazing workshops happening this summer for those that are really interested in, uh, in, in like fashion and sneaker design. We have a workshop around that. Um, those that are interested in more nature and ecology, we have um, a, another uh, camp on urban ecology. But what's really exciting for the summer is that we're just actually going to open up the space and give access to tools. So we're calling it Summer Open Studio. Just come on in um, and create with the Ethos Lab team. Um, so there are a number of different uh, exciting initiatives, and and we really welcome uh, any kid to come and join us. I'm just curious, uh, you know, uh, how many folks might be in kind of the physical space anytime learning? Are there kind of limits, uh, capacity limits that you guys might have to navigate? Or is it looking as if, you know, uh, you're able to help just as many people as there might be demand for? Yeah, well, there right now, our dedicated space uh, holds about 18 people. Um, but again, with creating the hybrid experience, uh, we're hoping to be able to, again, have an, a number of people that might be able to join um, virtually. Uh, and then uh, our, as a part of the uh, third and main space that we're opening up on June 18th, we have access to a 2,700 square foot production space, which accommodates about 50 people as well. So um, we have quite a bit of room uh, to be able to accommodate anyone who's really interested um, and for us in uh, 2022, it's really about honing in on our curriculum and our operations 
and being able to create a memorable um, learning experience for all the young people that are a part of it. I'm thinking about the location you just mentioned there. It's going to be in Mount Pleasant, uh, just blocks away from you. You've got, you know, headquarters for companies like uh, Wild Brain Studios, the animation house. We've got uh, visual effects companies down the block like uh, DNEG. We have uh, Hootsuite, the social media giant there. Uh, Is it just kind of a good place, maybe uh, the opportunity for some of these young people to walk by, get curious, uh, maybe rub elbows with some other folks working there? Absolutely. And that's, that's 100% why this, this location was selected. So um, this, this opportunity came about within the during the pandemic, and when, you know, people were even wondering whether or not we would go back to the regular in person, you know, model. Um, but uh, it has always been envisioned on how do we bring teens into the um, innovation ecosystem? that is and this could not be a better location you know not only just with the um industry organizations that you brought up but you know we're right up the street from emily carr um the center for digital media as well um a number of kids you know go go to sarah mclaughlin to um arts club so there's lots of youth-based organizations that are already around there we really do see Ethos Lab as this uh, connector of all of these different spaces to allow for parents to easily engage their young people into many different avenues or connect them directly into this ecosystem. Whereas as a parent right now, you kind of have to run around and go to different places. But um, we really do see Ethos Lab as this kind of one-stop shop for youth innovation. Well, I'll leave you off with this question. Does it feel as if it's going to be kind of a, a bit of a special summer for a lot of folks, just considering the fact that, uh, you know, we're getting a better handle of the pandemic, uh, maybe more people feel comfortable mixing and mingling like this in these kinds of physical spaces, especially during, you know, these kind of summer months where kids are looking for, you know, things to do? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited. The, the Ethosians that have been involved for the last two years have been kind of chomping at the bit to be able to hang out with each other in person. Mm-hmm. I will say it's a little funny. I'm, I saw a couple of them the other day and I realized um, it was probably the second time I'd seen them or third time I'd seen them in person in two years, you know, despite meeting with them every single week for the last two yeah. <laughs> years, virtually, and even engaging with them as little avatars. Um, and so I think we're just really excited for um, the human connection. And I just want to add in very quickly, we're launching our um, Ethos Lab gaming studio um, this summer as well. And so we are looking for kids who want to be a part of a gaming studio um, that we're creating um, uh, in in partnership with EA. Um and so it's just, again, another opportunity for us to to come together, create these spaces of innovation. And again, we're always looking for values aligned youth organizations and industry partners who either want to support financially um, or uh, programmatically with us. It's just, you know, like like you said, you're, you're looking to uh, work with partners and stuff, but it's just kind of opening the eyes to a lot of young people that might not have even thought of careers if they just didn't have kind of the experience, you know, it's just kind of a, a pretty, pretty a practical thing to do just that, just exposing folks to that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I want to just add this one quick antidote. I was yeah. talking to one of the young, uh, one of the young girls the other day, literally two days ago, and um, she had been a part of e- Ethos Lab and then 
kind of was like, oh, you know, it's a little too technical for me. I, I'm, I don't think it's necessarily for me. And then, but the conversation we had was, you know what, I game a lot and I, I just want to build a better computer. Can someone help me build a computer? You know, I would have never have thought <laughs> that this person was going to ask that, um, you know, and so they're now realizing what's possible. Like that's a question that you can ask and it's something that you're able to do. Um, you know, so uh, I'm just, I, I'm really excited at what the possibilities are um, for any of the young people that now see, Hey, you know, this is, this is an avenue or a direction I can go of that I go that I never thought I was, um, was possible. Um, and, and I will also just add a lot of the kids that are part of ethos lab, I are relentlessly curious, you know, and that's what innovation is all about is really digging into your curiosity. And, and when you realize that you have tools that allow you to either lean into it or push outside of the boundaries, um, it just makes for a lot of exciting creativity. So um, a lot of them would say that they don't really like STEM or STEAM at all. They can't stand it, you know. But if you ask them to build something, create something, use Blender, they'll be like, oh, okay, sure, I can do that. Um, because they're quite detached from the tools. The tools are what helps you create. Um, whereas, uh, again, in the K-12 to space and, and even us as adults, we, we've put this box around what it means to do STEM or STEAM. Um, yeah, no, I just, I can relate to that. I, I, I lean more towards the arts within the uh, STEAM acronym, but, uh, like you said, just having kind of the the practical stuff in front of you and and playing around with it. It's, 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 I think it's more creative than a lot of people get to give it credit for when they think of say, you know, uh, science or engineering. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, excellent. Uh, hey, it's an exciting summer ahead for you folks over at uh, the, uh, over there. But uh, Antonia, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And again, if there are any parents listening, um, we would love to have your kids as a part of our community. So check us out on www.ethoslab.ca. Excellent. That is Antonia Ogundele. She is the founder of Ethos Lab, and that's it for the show today. But if you go to BIV.com, you can find more stories, more interviews there, and even more uh, videos too. In the meantime, I just want to thank everyone for listening to Business in Vancouver. I'm Tyler Orton.